going my man oh hello jeremy good to see you again good to see you great catching up uh we're catching you live in tulum mexico it's nice to see you it's nice to see that beautiful scenery behind you right now for those listening you can you can feel the sunlight you can feel the vibrance coming from adam adam i know you i know who you are why don't you tell the viewers and the, the listeners who you are sure you know i've been an industry veteran. Uh, I've been in the space for about 20 years now. Uh, worked 10 years in publishing, 10 years across ad tech, uh, the agency world as well. And um, most recently, I, you know, I, I spent time leading business development at Condé Nast and then moved on to be the head of industry uh, for the media and publishing category at Firework, which is a, a live commerce solution um, with a strong backing by SoftBank. Um, and now I'm just in the consulting space. Um, and living my best life here in Tulum. You are absolutely living your best life. You've worked at some amazing, uh, some amazing hot companies. Uh, some you've done some great things. It, it was fun working with each other in the past. Tell me and tell us, the listeners, a little bit more about what defines you. Well, there's a lot of things that define me. I think there's always good and there's bad, but I, the, the biggest thing. I'll start with the bad. I'm a Jets fan. That is. That is <laughs> But it's also great because it's helped me build resiliency, loyalty, understanding what it feels like to have failure in your life. Cubs fan before <laughs> 2016, Chicago Bears fan. I get it. I get it. But no, in, in, in all seriousness, I think what defines me is just work ethic, hustle, respect, humility, being humble. You know, I have been fortunate enough to be exposed to about five to six different startups in my career, one of which I pursued myself. You know, the startup didn't go the direction it needed to. And then think in that experience alone, I experienced thing, feelings and emotions, both mentally and physically, that I didn't think I would ever be exposed to. And that only comes to failure. But I, I wouldn't trade the learnings and education in that experience for anything else yeah. in the world. I've also been fortunate enough to be part of about two uh, or actually three exits. So I've nice. seen both success and both failure across the landscape. Um, so I think what defines me is just being able to understand there's always some learning that can come out of every situation. So essentially what you're going to be able to give back to the Oh Hello community as one of our Oh Hello.io mentors is resiliency. The fact that you should always keep on learning and stay curious. Precisely. I think that's it. Um, I think you hit it on the nose. So we're going to switch this up a little bit in comparison to some other uh, some other pods and vods we've done. We're going to change up a little bit of the flow, a little bit of the structure. Let's talk about some of the mentors that have had a profound impact on, on your career that have made you who you are today. We we're able to say, you know what, I'm going down to Tulum for a while. And then after that, I want to hit on some of the industry topics that you and I talked through, just getting your perspective, your take specifically on the future of commerce. Brands becoming retailers, retailers becoming brands, and anything else that you want to talk through. So hit on the mentors that have had a profound impact For sure. on your career. There's so many people who've had an impact on me, both people I, I, I know personally, 
people I know professionally or people I don't even know at all, right? I'd be admiss if, if I didn't at least start with my family, nice. right? my parents. I mean, you're impressionable at a very, very young age. And my parents instilled a ton of hustle and work ethic in me, uh, taught me respect, uh, which is something that's really important across the board. I've got two older brothers. My oldest one has great financial literacy and um, being reliable by himself, right? Um, my, my middle brother, he's taught me accountability and reliability. He, he's taught me family. Um, he's shown me, you know, he's got a beautiful family himself. My cousins, uh, they're all serial entrepreneurs. Um, awesome. So, you know, each one of them have contributed all their best qualities and kind of bestowed those on me. I am the youngest uh, out of all of them. And so I do have the fortunate uh, benefit of seeing their success and their failures, but I also, you know, have the, I would say, responsibility of carrying on their legacy in the right ways. Now, believe it or not, from family, from, from, a, from a personal level, you know, I have a friend, his name is Jack Kim. Um, he's just an all-around great friend, overall great human. You know, I, I, I consider him a mentor because he has wealth in his life, which is, comes from family and love and, and being able to make good decisions. And so he's helped me keep me humble. He's been a great listener. But from a professional standpoint, there's probably, I'd say, maybe three four people that really have found impact on me. I'll start with the, the gentleman I've known the longest. He was one of my first clients. He ran incisive media. I was selling him advertising space back when we were selling like print ads, you know, like where we had to actually cut out and do the layouts yourself. Um, his name is Matt I McGowan. Did. Yeah, his name is Matt McGowan. He's currently the country manager on GM for Snapchat in Canada. Nice. Um, he started off as a client, became a friend, and ultimately what I what we call as a friend tour. Um, I just saw him recently in Toronto. He's one of the sharpest guys I know, one of the most humble people I know. My former business partner, uh, I actually, uh, when I was launching a social ad platform, he helped lead the product and I did the client servicing the sales side. His name is Sumant Yaramili. He's currently the GM from the retail media side of Philo. Uh, he's gone nice. through two successful exits himself, came from Techstars. He, he's been a rock for me. He lives in LA with me, but he's always been there. Uh, and, you know, he's become a very, very close friend to me. A lot of great people at Philo. Yeah. My former, my former CEO, um, a, a citizen that, a citizen that was acquired by Condé Nast about four or five years ago, Dan Benjamin, he's a CEO. Yep. Met he's, had two, he's had two successful exits himself. Um, he's current, currently the VP of product, Condé Nast. Uh, Dan has taught me so much. Uh, he's one, again one of the most humble people I know. Um, you see, if you notice something, there's like a common theme here, which is being humble and you need a lot of humility. And I think all of them have that, and, and they've kind of instilled that with me. And then lastly, uh, one of the reasons why I'm in Tulum, <laughs> um, the CEO of Block Fusion, which is a, which is a, a Bitcoin uh, or sorry, crypto uh, crypto mining company. Uh, his name is Alex Martini. He's he's a serial entrepreneur himself, uh, and he's been incredible. He's been an advisor to me in the past, my former startup and a mentor. I met him in 2011. Ironically enough, he, he's only given me advice uh, on two things with urgency. In yeah. 2011, 2012, he said, he told me one word, Bitcoin. I never listened to him. 2016. <laughs> and I didn't listen to him either when he said Tulum in 2016. Back then, you could buy a lot of land in Tulum for like 30,000. Wow. You know, now you fast forward, like, like, 
six years, a lot of land in Tulum will be over like two hundred thousand up to maybe even like six hundred thousand yeah. dollars. So you're talking about a pretty good return. So yeah, these so these are the things that have had a huge impact on my life. So I think the the advice from from that friend moving forward would be when you hear what he says, take action quickly. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I think when my next venture launches, which is what I'm actually working on a, uh, a proof of concept on with him right now, um, we're, we're going to go through the MVP process now. And if it works out, uh, you'll hear about it. It's, it's, it's in partnership with him, hopefully. That's awesome. That's great. You and I were riffing right before this on the future of commerce and your experience at Firework, which is a, a fascinating company. Why don't you hit on some of the points and some of the nuggets that you were telling me as we all know that this is such a fast moving industry and, and when you combine video and personal personalization and commerce all at one, my tube mogul and Adobe ad cloud experience of video commerce, personalization, it though, all of those just make me go, Oh, where I, <laughs> that was an exciting chat that we had. I want to, I want, I would love for you to instill some, some nuggets and just some of your perspective to our audience. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy to. I'll give you perspective. I don't want to go into any specific company, but I can give you sure. a lot of the, um, the the vision and the thought leadership that I have kind of uh, drum up as a thesis and, and cool. why it's led me to certain decisions in my career. I'd say while at CitizenNet and Condé Nast specifically, I realized that as the rise of social became very, very prevalent, I realized that every brand is becoming a media company. And when I say brand, I'm not just talking about retailers, which are obviously becoming media companies now, but I'm talking about every brand. If you're an influencer, you're a brand. If you're a mom and pop shop in Kentucky, you're a brand. Yeah. If you are Applebee's, you're a brand. Because you know these brands are all then have some form of unique audience. And if they have an audience, a story to tell in a platform, they are now a media company. And so that's why I do consider like every brand is now becoming media companies. And the platforms are really the walled gardens. Those are the ones that give all these brands an opportunity to tell their story to their right audiences. So I'd say this is this has been a shift in the last 10 years and we're seeing it now, you know, real, you know, in real time. And as part of that, you've seen this rise in social branded content, right? Mm -hmm. Branded content that predominantly lives in the wall gardens and vertical video. And that's been a huge piece of business for any influencer, as you know, any yep. media company. You've got some of the biggest media companies out there. I can't name any specific names, but I can say that with confidence that they're diversifying their revenue lines uh, by utilizing platforms like a TikTok, or like a Facebook or an Instagram for running audience extension. And the revenue lines can be anywhere between 10% to up to 50% of their overall top line revenue. And that's coming off the platforms, right? A lot. And sometimes all they're doing is they're just taking either advertised or supplied content, um, or they're building their own content for the brand and they're just arbitraging the traffic, right? So there's a big business there, very simple concept to understand, and, and it's scaling really well. So when I think about that, I think about this analogy. Anyone who knows me, right, and you go back to what defines you, if you know me, you know I love pizza, okay? I fucking love pizza. 
I, yes, I have a stance that like pineapple does not belong on pizza. But when you're when I use branded content as an analogy, branded content is like pizza. Okay, and if you're a child, right, typically you won't eat broccoli or pineapple by itself. But if you put that shit on some pizza, you'll you'll consume that. Right? right. And that's why right. I say branded content is like pizza, because like you can consume some content from your best content creators and you can talk about a brand. You'll you'll still listen. You'll still watch because you want right. to see the rest of that content. Right. And so as I see this happening, I also see some of the biggest value that these creators or media companies bring are, are their audiences. And as they as we head into these. I would say a slow session with these like macroeconomic trends. Yep. I'd say sponsorship budgets and advertising budgets that are net new are going to be a little harder to grasp. So I definitely think, and this, again, this is just my thesis here. I definitely think media companies are becoming retailers now. I think there's a lot of media companies who are going to try to sell SKUs on their own that they develop as their own IP. If you look at Bustle, Bustle's created their own shop. Allure has their own shop. Allure yep. has created a brick and mortar at one point. Pretty much every influencer is now tapping in to an affiliate solution like an LTK, right? You, you've got this affiliate commerce space. So I do feel that every media company, whether you're a small influencer or a big media conglomerate like uh, NBCU or, or Condé Nast, you're becoming a retailer in some capacity. Um, with the current macroeconomic trends, I also feel like for brands, it's a safer space to play if you're going to pay a, a content creator or a media company on performance because it guarantees some level of performance, right? So definitely think that's one of the theses that I've, that I've been leaning into. Nice. Uh, it's led nice. me to my career decisions. You know, I definitely think Firework is an amazing technology and company that can help, help propel some of these solutions in the marketplace. But, you know, at the same time, I, when I look at ad tech and I even look at creative tech, there's so much money being pumped into that side of the industry, right? One thing, that, one thing that I noticed is that there hasn't been that much money or disruption or innovation around the affiliate commerce space. And I think the last company that's really made a splash is Stack Commerce and they had their exit. So in my opinion, it's a blue ocean strategy. I think there's room for disruption, room for enhancement within the affiliate commerce space, specifically when you look at it at the intersection of content creation. So that that's you know, sort of like right. my thesis in a nutshell cool. of how, I kind of perceive the market. That's awesome. Adam, we appreciate you. We're excited to have you on the Oh Hello platform. Thank you, my friend. Uh, excited to have everyone pick you. Talk soon, my man. Thank you.